NG Fabricom UK Limited against MW High Tech Projects UK Limited 2020 EWHC 1626. A decision of Mr. Justice O'Farrell was the primary activity of the construction site power generation. This is Adjudicast, a weekly mini-series on the latest developments in adjudication, brought to you by the members of 39 Essex Chambers who specialise in construction law. I'm David Sortel, I'm a barrister of 39 Essex Chambers, specialising in construction and property-related disputes. This case is a useful illustration of the approach that the TCC will take when deciding whether or not Part 2 of the Housing Grants Construction and Regeneration Act 1996 will apply to a construction contract. And under Section 104, these are defined by reference to construction operations. Section 105 defines what a construction operation is, and it excludes certain operations from this definition. One excluded operation is assembly, installation, or demolition of plant or machinery, or erection or demolition of steelwork for purposes of supporting or providing access to plant or machinery on a site where the primary activity is power generation. If the contract is not a construction contract within the meaning of Part 2 of the Construction Act, then Section 108 will not engage to give a statutory right to adjudication. So, if there is no contractual right to adjudication either, then an adjudicator does not have jurisdiction to determine a dispute arising from their contract unless the parties agree. Now this case arises out of the installation of a fluidized bed gasification plant in Kingston-upon-Hull. NW Hitech was engaged to carry out the design and manufacture of the plant under an EPC contract. Fabricom was engaged by MW as a subcontractor to carry out the installation of the plant. There were disputes between Fabricom and MW as to payment. These disputes were referred to adjudication and Fabricom obtained awards in its favour. MW argued the adjudicator lacked jurisdiction. They argued the subcontract was for the installation of plant on a site where primary activity was power generation. Fabricom's case was that the subcontract was for the installation of plant on a site where the primary activity was for disposal and thermal treatment of waste. On this site, electricity was being generated from the thermal treatment of the processed waste. And it was said this was ancillary to the main activity of waste treatment. The plant itself burnt refuse-derived fuel made up of household waste and the like. The steam produced drove turbines to produce electricity. The subcontract provided for adjudication only to the extent that it was required by the Construction Act. Fabricom referred the dispute to adjudication and won, and at the enforcement hearing, MW was given leave to defend, conditional on payment to court of the total sum claimed. A second adjudication also went to enforcement and the claims were consolidated. It was common ground the activities on the site included both waste management and power generation. The issue was whether power generation was a primary activity on the site. 
In the earlier case of ABB Power Construction Limited against Norwest Holst Engineering Limited in 2001, His Honour Judge Humphrey Lloyd QC stated it should be assumed that the Act was carefully drawn up, but also that great care was taken in selecting construction operations that were to be exempt and in defining the circumstances where they might be found. An equally important case of Cleveland Bridge UK Limited against Wesso Volker Stelvin uh, joint venture in 2010, a decision of Mr Justice Ramsey, uh, also made it clear that provisions of section 105 to A to C are aimed at excluding certain particular operations, either generally or in specific industries. For those industries, instead of saying that all operations, which would otherwise be construction operations, are excluded, the reference is to particular operations on sites where the primary activity is one of the industries. The exclusion is therefore limited to those particular operations. In this case, Mr Justice O'Farrell commented that there is a powerful argument for the amount of the adjudication provisions in the 1996 Act to be reconsidered. Following more than 20 years of statutory adjudication and having regard to developments in construction-related industries, statutory adjudication is widely considered to be a success throughout the construction industry. As for the appropriate legal test to be applied in this case, as she held that the material test was whether power generation was the primary activity at the site. The works would not fall within the section 105.2 exception if power generation was merely a secondary or ancillary activity. As she made it clear that identifying the primary activity at the site was a question of fact. And in determining that question of fact, it was convenient to consider the factual and expert evidence in relation to the following factors in the case. First of all, the regulatory framework and policy background. Secondly, the local planning authority's decision granting planning permission for the plant. Thirdly, the environmental agency's grant of a permit for the facility. And fourthly, operations on the site having regard to the requirements of the EPC contract and subcontract. And then fifthly, the financial model for the plant the sources of investment capital and income from the plant, including any subsidies and grants. The judge concluded that the EPC contract was very strong evidence that the primary purpose of the plant was energy generation rather than waste treatment. It described the works as a gasification facility receiving refuse-derived fuel that had been pre-treated by others to a specification. Further, the funding model for the facility estimated that most of the revenue would be generated by electricity exports to the national grid and subsidies or grants. And although that model was not fixed, it was a strong indication that the intention of the owner was to operate the facility for profit as a power plant. As a result, the primary activity on the site was power generation, leading to the fact that the adjudicator did not have jurisdiction, and as a result, the awards were unenforceable. Thanks for listening. At 39 Essex Chambers, we cover a vast array of practice areas and sectors. You can find out more about our expertise and our barristers at 39essex.com.
where you can also see our extensive catalogue of articles, podcasts and webinars.